you can get that experience playing video games still like like watching a show you meet characters fall in love with them maybe even hate them can't wait till you get to finally fight them in the end because yeah. you know they had it coming you know it's just a, a roller coaster of emotion playing some video games because the characters are so well done welcome back to the corner talks podcast i have my good friend here how's it going man happy to be back no it shouldn't be about anything like this is yeah. one life yep. one life like fucking yeah. do it my guy. But she just got it. She totally understood it. 20 years old when I started just watching a lot of movies. How it, and it tells a story. I want to tell a story. Movie goer and video game enthusiast Bruno Venturin. What's going on, buddy? How are you? How's it Bruno? going? I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, man. This is actually surreal for me. Uh, for those that don't know, Bruno is one of my oldest friends. I've known him back in my teenage years. And we've been talking about this for a while, doing a podcast. Uh, we didn't know, you know, for the for the likeness of us, to how to even approach a podcast, right? Um, but now we're here. And I'm so happy. I'm so honored that you're a guest. Um, you know, you're able to share this experience with me. Uh, thank you so much for joining. I appreciate it, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, Let's that's do awesome. It. Fire away. Yeah, fire away, fire away. So yeah, Bruno, like I said, uh, you and I, uh, we have uh, very fond memories together, you know, growing up. Um, you know, you've educated me a lot on uh, the media and entertainment industry as I have with you. Uh, I still remember, you know, we were trying to watch something on Netflix and I said, oh, I watched that. I watched that. You're like, geez, why don't I just throw this whole fucking TV out the window? You watched every, you know, piece of movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, so I'm like, difficult to watch a movie. <laughs> it was just so demoralizing. Like poor Bruno's just trying to have a good time. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I watched it. And they're like, no, it just came out today. Yeah, I watched it on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, just, yeah. it was just a good time but throughout our friendship we've been active consumers of video games feature films and television series particularly because of their common attribute in providing providing mesmerizing pieces of storytelling as you know i'm a filmmaker so i gravitate to that medium for that reason and mm -hmm. yourself you know a very creative individual and someone that respects the craft so that's why you also um, are an avid user of these platforms um, I've also I've always enjoyed the countless times we spent together in a den area of your house. You know that was the spot, that was the go-to. <laughs> Close the door yeah. <laughs> with the window pane glass, <laughs> and you just see us like going at it, uh, playing a, an array of video games. You know, going a few rounds of uh, Fight Night. I remember getting frustrated. And, oh uh, man, yeah. still waiting for the sequel. Man. I know, man. I know. Apparently, they might not make it because I switched it up in preparation for this podcast because of like. I think it's like a niche market, like as in us, like we're the only people that probably play it. <laughs> people like boxing though, man. I don't know. I, know. I don't know I don't what's know. going on. I think UFC is too mainstream right now, but hopefully boxing come, makes yeah. a comeback. But um, no, man, I remember you like uh, educating me on the importance of patience. <laughs> that was something that you always advocated to me about, you know, doing that uh, nice one hit combo uh, for a knockout. Yes. Save yeah. the stand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when I first played the game, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, you were, you were doing the L2, the heavy, like the heavy hit hits. Yeah. And you were and actually L2 swing. <laughs> Oh, it prepared yeah. me for for uh, a video game we're going to be discussing soon. Uh, you know, uh, Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen oh, Order. Uh, about pairing. No, but about pairing, right? Remember how you were telling me, Dan, you can't just rush in it? Because that's how I was playing video games. I was just like, nah, let's win. Let's win. And you want to like, go oh, and Dan. cut down everything. With the light <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking it was like PlayStation 2 Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. Do you remember that? <laughs> Yeah. No, it's not a hack and slash by any means. Yeah, hack and slash. But no. Uh, no, man, we had some great times. And, um, you know, I, I'd be remiss to say, like, you had an impeccable uh, impersonation, a, a skill set. And you know, <laughs> given all these accents, uh, we would watch Harry Potter series. And you would turn to me and, like, just mimic, you know, Professor Snape, you know, one of your favorite actors. Like, just amazing. <laughs> um, I, lo I love that guy, man. Yeah, Severus I know. Snape legend man and jk rowling you were actually the one that's what i mean by like we had a great friendship uh, you educated me 394 <laughs> <laughs> that's bruno for you man like no seriously like it was just the funniest thing but you would like educate me on um things like i didn't know jk rowling wrote the role for professor uh for um alan altman what's his name uh right uh, alan rickman alan rickman she, that's right she wrote that character picturing alan rickman before he wasn't before it was even an idea to be a film yeah before conception. so it just yeah. it just it just came to be perfectly for that movie that's and awesome bro. That yeah, character, and that's what I mean. an actor yeah that's what i mean is like as much as i knew my films like 
uh, you knew stuff too, man, right? You you were you were quick to like provide some insights, and I really appreciated that. So definitely, there were memorable, yeah, yeah definitely there were memorable times uh, to recall growing up in an era of such captivating entertainment. And it's truly remarkable that neither of us has grown out of it. You know what I mean? We still play video games. I still see you online playing uh, FIFA 23 or um, you know Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy, right? Um, but oh, I love that. Right? I know, I know. I, I got to hear what your your take on that. Let's get into yes. That. So before we get into everything, I always wanted to know, uh, as I know with many of my guests, why did you, why do you still continue playing video games and what, what made you continue this passion? Because who doesn't like movies and shows, right? right. So why not play them <laughs> if yeah. you can? Yeah. And I think, it's like, yeah. obviously video games are not movies and movies are not video games, but you've seen crossovers. Mm-hmm introduced into their respected industries like you know they the hitman movie is trash but the hitman video game is good yeah and the prince of persia movie was kind of trash right the prince of persia video games are good and the, but now look last of us they made it into a show and yeah. it was a game first and the show was solid yeah so it can be done and you know like you can get that experience playing video games still like like watching a show you you meet characters fall in love with them maybe even hate them you know like can't wait till you get to finally fight them in the end because yeah. you know they had it coming you know right so like it's it's just a, a roller coaster of emotion playing some video games because the characters are so well done like yeah. jedi fallen order and yeah I'm super stoked yeah. or Jedi Survivor. It's mm-hmm. it's Cal Kestis in a, a few years like down the road. So his Jedi Knight path has uh, been a little bit more established, you know? And yeah, you get for to sure. Take control of him. Uh-huh. And it's canon, part of the Star Wars universe. Which is amazing, yeah. Some video which games I'm like hyped for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's like Daniel. It, they could they could have made a movie for to the character of Cal 100%. Kestis. yeah limited series but no they made it into an yeah. interactive game yeah because star wars fans needed that they yeah. needed that in that canon solid interactive game yeah where he brings a new character obviously you know the main character is a jedi who doesn't want to play as a jedi of course and you know like so i know some people didn't like the idea that you there's no like path system in the the Jedi Survivor and Jedi oh, like Fallen Order games. Open world, like, they didn't like that. Not that it's not open world because it's kind of like what's the word that I'm looking for? RPG. It's like kind of like a Metroidvania style game where like you might come across a path. Okay. But you can't go there yet until you have this item slash or oh, yeah. power. I'm guilty of that. But then, but, <laughs> but then you go and then you get that power and then like 10 hours later into the You have the to game, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it it's the games incentivize you to come back to that location, mm. you know, and further explore it. But you got to, you got to, but it also encourages you to go explore even more in the meantime until you can get back to that point. That's right. Yeah. And that's why so, I wanted. I love it, man. I love no, it. No, I'm I, so excited. I want to interject yeah, here because the reason why I bring that up, that question, yeah. and, and thank you for answering it so beautifully. Um, you're part of the reason, if not the only reason, um, I still play video games to this day. And I mean that. Uh, from Damn. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Uh, when I was, you you remember me back in high school, when we were playing video games, I would get the odd Call of Duty or maybe, you know, this game. And you would always encourage me. Yeah, to like play. those, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. But you, like, almost graduated me to another level, like, kind of matured me um, and showed me the possibilities of gaming, if you will. Like, for example, Ghost of Tsushima. Never would have oh. played the game. Never would have even looked at oh. it. But guess why I bought it? Because my boy Bruno showed me the trailer. Not only that, Bruno, oh. you were so passionate about the, the the industry, like the medium, that you went in to show me the logistics, like the craftsmanship involved, the appreciation, the attention to detail. Yeah, man. And I would, Maybe. it was kind of, it was kind of odd because, like, when I bring back the den area, yes, we had those moments of playing multiplayer games, mm. 
but there were many times when I would just shadow you almost like an apprentice and, <laughs> and like people like I remember your dad would walk in like aren't you gonna play aren't you gonna <laughs> offer him to play right and I'd be like and I looked at them and I'm like no I'm actually enjoying like this is like watching a movie like because the way you play the games like you're very like quick and efficient and you like know what you're doing like me I'd be pandering and die five times but what I'm saying is um I don't know like I just have fond memories of that um and and you introduced me to a lot an array of video games and for me again as a filmmaker a film director the storytelling uh is so captivating to the point where now I've transitioned and I don't even play multiplayer games anymore I think I only play NHL no. 3 because a family friend gave it to me uh for Christmas yeah. but what I'm saying is bro if you look at my my uh mm-hmm. library right I was telling you Horizon um uh Forbidden West played that i have to play that and it's, oh, you still and have to play that available oh on playstation plus i downloaded bro. it didn't play it bro unreal, so unreal. I, but it looks good unreal so what i'm saying is that yeah like back to my point man. i'm so happy that you said that it, it kind of it's a very interesting point it's like movies television yeah you can watch it you can view it you can be moved by it and then video games puts it on another level if done right right and for yeah. example last of us last of us oh. i remember you turned to me because i was like what's this last of us you know me every game was always like what the hell's this like i don't want to play this yeah. and you're like and you looked at me you're like and you're a film director and you want and you're, you're avoiding the last of us <laughs> you like movies you better pick this game up i still remember it I, when i bought it i finally downloaded it for 10 bucks never looked back it was the most immersive game i've ever played poignant emotionally moving beautifully told and what i mean by this is that the creators uh, Neil Druckmann was explaining with the showrunner how they were adapting the television series and they were explaining um, how intimate and personal it was and how different of an approach they had to take when adapting it to the screen because it wasn't like a book you know what I mean it wasn't like a comic book a graphic novel it wasn't a play it was a video game people like ourselves especially you that take it to another level that played for 40 hours even probably more than that and like really fallen in love with the characters and played like played with them you know what i mean like um yeah. uh, became them right so it was very important of how they adapted to it which is I actually want to wanted to transition and ask you uh because i brought it up with the last of us what did you think of uh this adaptation like was it truthful did it serve a justice to the video game bruno yes and they added more yes i didn't finish i haven't finished watching the last okay of so us no spoilers. I, I have i have hbo like i can watch yes, yes. but i just haven't finished but haven't got around from to what it. i have seen man they've they've stayed true to the to the game obviously there's not that much you know infected scenes or whatever yeah that people are a little bit off put about but yes. but they've added more like to the story like they've added more depth to the characters from what i've seen so far like like bill and and his partner you know they had a they had a like a gay romance in the show yeah and it it was nice it was nice you wouldn't have known that from the game but they like they adapted it so well into the show right i feel yeah yeah and i love that again like neil Druckmann, the creator of the the show the game direct uh not the show well the creator of the show but also the game director of the of the uh, game franchise um they brought him on board you know like too many times we often used to joke about it growing up too it's like yeah, they're adapting it, but they said, screw the creator. Let's just fucking do our half. half yeah, ass, no. You know what I mean? And they just ignore all the source material. But with that, they were, they were, um, as soon as I knew HBO acquired the pro- the intellectual property, the IP, I knew that they were in good hands because HBO doesn't mess around. But if it was anyone else, I don't know. I would be very weird. I feel like anyone else would have messed it up. Yeah, yeah. And they would have kept HBO the- HBO delivers, man. Yeah, because they, they understand like, smartest move neil Druckmann. he aced it twice with the original and the sequel bring him on board even if he's just sitting in the meetings make sure he's present and make sure that the, the game community... is like a movie so like no, he knows what, what he's saying. doing yeah of course but i'm saying he he's a storyteller like he's not a video game geeky developer that only knows code like this guy um you know what i mean this guy birth he's not like i'm I'm so we're gonna be do the ones and zeros match no like they just um you gotta just respect the story i always say right as a filmmaker um so i'm really i'm really glad that you enjoyed the adaptation i actually wanted to ask you because again you were the one that introduced me to the last of us so thank you again bruno um do you think by the way just to throw it in there they're gonna make a last of us part three your opinion or no like a game or part of the okay. show no 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 the show who knows how how long they'll expand it but i'm seeing the video game you think they'll ever do a part three no i'm pretty sure they've they're not expanding it like they're yeah like naughty dog is apparently working on something right now 
but it's not yeah, a I last of us sequel. I know. And to be honest, I don't care. I want to see what they have. Like, I want to see new stuff. They always have good stuff. Yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm, what, I haven't played a Naughty Dog game before that was bad. I know these are like the same even on the PlayStation Two days, the PlayStation One. You know, like they right. they were responsible for Jack. That's right, Jack yeah, and Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot, right? That, that was like their they first. They go project. back. They go back every generation. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Well, do you um, now that we're in video games? Are there any video games that you play? I know I mentioned Horizon Forbidden West that you want or you soul desire, like for them to make into like a limited series or a feature film. Um. Honestly, yeah, they're making God of War into a show. Yo, and I want to see what they can do. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the 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 people that they've cast for the Kratos role, and I don't. I oh, they already don't even them? know their names. Oh my god, I believe so. Oh, I believe so. Up. But tell me more. What's going? On? So and but and I think it might be HBO. I thought it was Amazon Prime. I, no, it is Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. It is Amazon <laughs> okay. Prime. I, Amazon Prime too, like, they're not a proven studio or whatever, like HBO, but they have some pretty fire shows slash movies. So honestly, I, I think, I think they could, they could pull it off, but we have yeah. to wait and see. We'll have to wait. Like, and I see. know, I know the, the Rings of Power series on Amazon Prime is kind of like people are torn about it. How do you personally, feel as a big personally, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Personally, it starts off slow. Like, it's like watching freaking grass grow. <laughs> okay. But by the by the last few episodes, especially right. the last one, mm-hmm. oh, it just, like, picks up. My interest just went like this. Nice. For the show and the series. Like, I can't wait to see the next what the next one's going to bring. Nice man. No, and, yeah, man. And that's what it is. It's it, it, people forget. Like Breaking Bad was like that for me. I don't know what it was. Like it was obviously compelling storytelling, but if uh, you didn't have those series to watch, those seasons to like binge watch, you would never really like feel that takeoff. I feel like season three, season four was was the time when it really like you know things were picking up and action was happening. But um, yeah. you just got to invest in the story, right? And um, nowadays, the problem is, is that it's highly saturated market with content, right? So there's the the industry is pulling in totally different directions. Yeah, like there's so much I, stuff. I don't know if I told you this. Like, I know there was a time when you know how I told you, like, oh, I watched this film and we made a joke about it early in the podcast. But yeah, yeah and there there's content that you might even surprise. Like, I haven't started watching the Rings, uh, the Lord of the Rings new series. It's just a I'm I'm even busier than I've always been, but um, it's just ch- challenging to like just sit down and like, you know, watch binge watch a series or like get invested. Um, especially if there's other, um, kind of content that you're more interested in. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, um, as anticipated, you know what I mean? Cause there's just like at every direction, there's something new. Um, but it could, but it works out again for people like myself that are aspiring, uh, creators, right. That they're, they're looking to, um, mm-hmm. break into the industry because that means that there's more opportunities. Um, cause again, if you find that market, yeah. even if it's a niche market, What's a niche market? Two million. You can make a lot of money off of two million people. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I really, I really um, admire what you said. For me, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West definitely they got to look into that. Um, I see it as like maybe uh, either a Netflix series, but more so maybe a three part uh, trilogy. But uh, also Ghost of really? Tsushima. Yeah, Ghost of oh, Tsushima. Like, man, do you know what I mean? Ghost like, of Tsushima is of... my top. It's in my top five. I know. I believe you. I ever believe made? You. What is your top five actually? Fuck. Um, oh, am I allowed to cuss? Well, well you can do whatever you want, bro. <laughs> but um, top five, man. Okay, so number one, honestly, Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and it's and we'll see when the sequel comes out. It might be dethroned, and then number two, um, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Yeah, The Witcher was your your game. I remember that. Yeah. Number three, uh, man, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Number four. Interesting. Forza Motorsport 7. Mm, is that I the latest one? one of the be- it, it is, but it's still old. Um, yeah. And because I got to throw a racing game in there. No, for sure. Yeah. And then number five is, uh, oh, man. 
See, they change all the time. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> no, that's why I ask you. There's but it's too many good ones, man. I know. But um, the reason why I ask is because it's interesting. It reflects uh, every, because I know you so well, like every aspect of your personality. Like, I know you're, you're very much into automobiles, uh, thanks to your dad. Yeah. The Forza has yeah. to be in there. You know what I mean, like, for me, I couldn't, I couldn't get involved in a racing game. I just don't have the patience, or maybe because like there's no story. But you, man, like you were going like yeah, like no, I like everything, it. man. I like racing. That's what I'm I saying. Like story games. Yeah, like I play. I'm playing FIFA Ultimate. FIFA Ultimate Team. Okay, is literally crack designed into a video game form. It is the most addictive. game So you're saying like I've it's like Modern played. Warfare Two, the reincarnation of. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? That? No, this. That's this hilarious. is a demon on a disc because really? EA is the devil, <laughs> but they steep they still keep pulling players and myself back in somehow, some way. I don't know how they do it, but they yeah. have their market by the cojones. Yes, as, we as know some people would say. So describe Ultimate Team for for the audience that doesn't know, okay, like so for myself. FIFA Ultimate Team. Well, it's not really story-based, but I like everything. But FIFA Ultimate Team is basically, obviously, it's soccer slash football. Yeah. You start off with, like, a few selections of – it's like, like cards. Like, you're getting soccer player cards. Right. You open them virtually in the game, and whatever you get, you can assign them to your team. And then – you can complete challenges to unlock, you know, better players, you know, like famous players, icon players, like even players that have retired, like Ronaldo. Yeah. The phenomenal Brazilian Ronaldo. Um, you can play as Luis Figo, Zidane, Thierry Henry. And you can put them on your team and you can buy them, trade them, sell them. And you're always chasing for that better pack of cards, better pack of players. Right. Know? And EA knows that. And EA knows that you always want to get – who doesn't want to have Mbappe on their team? Who doesn't want to have Team of the Year Benzema on their team? Of course. So so what they do is, for example, this happened to me the other night. Right. Okay. They have this, this thing in FIFA Ultimate Team called Squad Building Challenges. So there's a there, – the challenge might be a random – like selection of a team that you have to choose from your cards that you own right and the ch- and the challenge will be that okay you have to create a team with a 84 overall rating you must have one team of the week player in your team and 285 overall and higher players in your starting 11 if you want to trade it for like i don't know a world cup icon or an icon like like one of the famous players throughout history Right. And so sometimes you have to make sacrifices if you want to get a new reward. So you sacrifice some players that you might use already that you don't want to give up, but you do kind of want to give up to get a chance for a World Cup icon or icon player. Is it a trading? Sorry to interject. Is it a trading yes. card game? Yeah. You so can, essentially... you can, But you can trade with the server. Right. You but what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. So you open up a pack, right? Like I remember uh, one mm-hmm. of our high school friends, mm-hmm. like he he posted it. He was so happy. He po- he opened up a pack and he got Ronaldo, which is huge because that's like getting like an ultra rare card, correct? Yeah, R- Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo in FIFA Ultimate Team. He's the most OP god player. <laughs> that's worth. what I'm saying. So like you open that, and it's like getting a ghost rare Yu Gi Oh card. He's worth he's yeah. worth like I think like 11 million coins in the FIFA Ultimate Team. Wow, market, that's insane. Which is uh, like, bro. To get eleven million coins in FIFA Ultimate Team, like you have to, you have your to day be job. on that. You have to be, yeah, you have to be on that <laughs> shit. Like you have, like you're watching the stock market, yeah. but like being a pathetic virgin and staying at home and playing that all night. <laughs> As Bruno says it so lightly, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, but it's true. Like uh, you tell it as it is. That's that's the reality. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant by the coders, right? Like <laughs> poor Neil Druck. Um, excuse me, can I? Yeah. Um, am I allowed? <laughs> um, can I have your card, please? Um, no, but uh, so and you they play manipulate the game. you into buying packs is what I'm saying. They manipulate okay. the consumer and people spend their. Oh, so you can money. accelerate the experience, like for, you want the better for, players. Yes, it's oh, okay. it's pay to win. It's paid. Micro transactions. Yes, like I'll like my team is good and I built it, 
you know, I may or may not have spent a few bucks here and there. Yeah, yeah, but, I know you. <laughs> but my team is pretty good. And when I go online, I'm playing against guys with team of the year Messi, team of the year Benzema, team of the year Mbappe, team of the year Courtois. Like the, all the players are 97, 98 overall, and you're getting screamed in every game. But you, you, you used to used to be a protester of those microtransactions. You remember Battlefront 2, Star Wars? Daniel, I know. I know. That's why EA, I Battlefield, know, I know. EA, FIFA, they're the devil. <laughs> they suck you in. They're the devil. The devil. Especially FIFA, man, because I know you you were always an avid fan of like video games. Um, it was like crack. Like every time we came over, that was it. Like, yo, game of FIFA. I, I just played and owned every single FIFA since like 2005. Oh wow, that's amazing! No, no, good for you, man. Like I, I've definitely... I, I know, I know. It's nothing to boast about. No, no, no. God, but like that's God knows I played FIFA. Yeah, the point is, is that, but bro, you think you're the only one? Like again, there are people that uh, play uh, whether they play soccer on and off the field. Like they, they love the video game. You know what I mean? It's just like me. Like I have a yeah. Blu-ray collection, right? Like that's just my thing. That's like my hobby. Um, um, there's nothing wrong. I with love Blu-rays are so cool. No, I, I know, <laughs> Daniel. I know why you like Blu-rays. Bro, sometimes don't you just like looking at the blue, like the, shiny bottom, and they're just so like appealing. Like they're just for like me it's, even yeah. the fresh plastic you smell. Yeah. Like oh, I love the Chinese. For me, I, I like the Chinese owning, plastic smell. Yeah, for me, I like owning the 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 video, like the the piece of art. You know what I mean? Like the movie, like having a tangible um, representation uh, of it. So like. The yeah. steel books is I'm a huge fan of that. Like the artworks because it's yeah. unique, right? It's craftsmanship, I, and I I have a lot of appreciation for that. But um, yeah, that's just something I do now. Do I collect every single one? Like a lot of YouTubers, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pick the ones that I enjoy. Like right, like you know Avatar, whatever also looks good on TV, right? I'm not gonna pick like you know. Recently, I watched The Whale with Brandon Fraser. Great, phenomenal film. I'm not gonna buy that. Oh, you know what I mean? Don't watch that. No, you I should. You should. That. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is that that's not like for me, a Blu-ray movie. That's not something I'm going to like, you know, watch and be like, oh my God, this is amazing in 4k. Like, no, um, I, I enjoy like, you know, the, uh, comic book style movies, uh, of course, like the MCU, I have, uh, an array of like all pretty much all 22 of them. Uh, the first phase that is, or not phase, but you know what I mean? The first iteration of the MCU. Now there's all these other sequels, <laughs> which I, I don't want how many, to, really how many Blu-rays do you have? Do you think? Oh man. Good question. Good question. I would say fairly like about 50 to 60 possibly 100 i have to recount but no more than 100 i don't think so i've been pretty i've been pretty restrained i know it sounds like excessively a lot but i there's there's people i know that have like bookshelves of them um i don't i'm not like that i i just buy the ones that um that mean something to me you know what i mean like i have scorsese's best movies and like a triple feature you know what i mean like a very efficient in my purchases like raging bull they came out with like a special anniversary edition criterion edition so i got that I was like director approved. Uh, Tarantino, I have his like twenty year set because he's my hero. He just announced his final movie. I know the movie critic, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be sad, man. I, I uh, we gotta go and wa- we should go and watch we should that. go watch that. We should go. We'll go. We're yeah. gonna go watch that. You, you heard it here on the fucking on the podcast, boys. Yeah. Um, no, man, he's my hero. You know that. I think I, I, mean, I know. I that's why yeah, I said yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, man, no, Tarantino, man, like, I got emotional just thinking about it, because it's like 94 Productions is, um, I think I told you this too, right? The year we were born, represent, Bruno's also 94, um, which is why I did it, actually, because I wanted, you know, people that closest to me, people I grew up with to to be um, champions, right, the same way. But also, uh, 94 is the breakout year for Tarantino, that's when Pulp Fiction came out, so, um, which it came out actually around the time of my birthday, uh, funny enough, like late September, so... I just like, you know, want to have that conversation with him one day and uh, just tell him how much he means to me, but definitely got to keep going at it, keep grinding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep working toward that. Yeah. But, uh, no, man, the movie critic is definitely something we got to, um, we got to check out. It's crazy. I don't know when it's going to come out. Did they say, is it going to be a year's time or it's just kind of announced? I don't know. I don't know any kind of plans of release or release dates. What's your opinion? But on have, it? have you noticed that yeah. all these directors that are like so well-known and yeah. so detailed, they're always a little bit kind of like a little bit, uh, you know, missing a few kind of few screws. <laughs> I love that because it's so true. Like, you gotta be. Tell really. me, tell me, tell me, Quentin Tarantino isn't a bizarre individual. Oh, hundred percent. Like I, I always... he is a fucking bizarre individual. I always fuck, pre- fuck. He makes good movies. Bro, a mind like that has to make Django. Yeah. You're not going to get a guy in, in accounting at KPMG <laughs> making Django. Yeah, like if 
Quentin Tarantino, if there's no gore and shooting and killing and all kinds of insanity and like kind of and mind fucks in the movie, he don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but look yeah. look at the I made a I think I posted a podcast clip or a reel. I was having another conversation about this with a guest, and I was saying like the fact that he's become grandfathered in uh Hollywood, like once upon a time in Hollywood right his last film uh, considering you know we you know i joke around all the time about this woke society when when was the last time you saw in a film a, a young woman a young girl i should say getting mauled in the face by a by a bold like think about it man like he doesn't care like he just says no it is what it is like deal with it and it's so refreshing and that's why i love him so much he's re- he's a rebel man he's an outsider he never, you know, he didn't have to conform to anyone, no politics, nothing. It's you want my film? This is the this is the circumstance. And when Weinstein, the company went to shit and everything went up, oh, yeah. bro, because Weinstein's the one that really made him, right? He's the one that entrusted him. He has he's an anomaly, I should say this, Tarantino, especially someone that's going through the movie industry. Like to get someone to finance you every single film and basically tell you, like, write you a check and say, like, I trust everything you do. You know, heart, like you have to be a really you're not one in a million, it's one in a billion. Anyway, the point is, is that when it went up in flames, he was like, yo, I still got a movie to make. So when he pitched it, shopped it around, everybody, all, all the big studios wanted to buy it. And the only one he went with was uh, Sony because he said, this is the one condition. I have complete creative control. And they said, fine. Because <laughs> no studio, especially a big studio, is going to give you. So no studio times. is going to say no to Quentin Tarantino, basically. What it is, man, is that, as you know, right, you know, the corporate world, like they as much as they want to say yes to him, right? Like, let's say someone like Universal. They don't want to give him that much creative control because what if he does want to do something batshit crazy, right? So it's like, it's political. They still got to make the money back, whatever, right? But yeah. then you got Sony that it's like, nah, man, like he, he wrote that, his lawyer wrote that, that if we get, if we acquire this property, we have to give him cre- complete creative control. It's just like J.K. Rowling going, going back to the Harry Potter series. When, huh. she, when she sold the rights for a billion uh, or she made a billion, I can't remember how much she sold it for, but the point is- She is sold that, the rights? J.K. No, Rowling? No, not like complete rights, but I mean like uh no, sorry, she made she garnered like a billion dollars uh from like the franchise, like the whole Harry Potter franchise and everything like that. I think oh. she's worth that much. But I mean is that she sold like a portion in the sense that she gave consent to, to authorize Warner Brothers to use the material, right? Because they wanted to buy yeah, the rights hence to Hogwarts use. legacy and stuff like that. For for sure, right? Like they have they have complete creative control. But she made a stipulation. I remember reading this. It's such an astonishing stipulation that all the actors had to be uh, British born or from um, the United Kingdom. Did you know that? I think you were telling me that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so if you look at, if anyone goes through the Harry Potter series, the original that is, I don't know about now with the Fantastic Beasts, but if you look at the Harry Potter series, every single actor is not American. They're not Americans trying with British accents. They're all authentically British. Yeah, but the, even there's one guy in... Uh... In let me look him up oh right now. What's it called? The one I know the character, Newt's Commander or whatever. Oh my god, magical beasts. Yeah. There's one guy, he's a muggle who gets involved with the wizards and all that no, stuff. No, but I'm becomes part of their store. And I'm pretty sure he's an and he's American in the no, in the movie. I'm pretty sure he's American in real life. No, no, no. He's American. I'm saying the original franchise. I'm telling you, like oh, I, I gotta yeah, switch like it up. The, yeah. the, the eight movies. Yes, bro. I'm telling you. The ones you. that are based off the books. Yeah, because yeah, I remember yeah, they, like they yeah. wanted everyone's British. Everyone's British. They wanted certain. I can't Ameri- think of anyone American. They wanted certain American mm-hmm. actors, Bruno. I remember, like you know, re- you read those fun facts, like oh, Tom Cruise was supposed to be Iron Man, or whatever. And I think they wanted like certain actors <laughs> for certain roles in Harry Potter, but they couldn't do it because of that stipulation, right? Because it's a <clears> breach <throat> of the contract. So I thought that was amazing. That was her way of, I guess, protecting um, the franchise, like how she envisioned it. But yeah, um, and, and it's a British yeah. story, like you know, like yeah, Hogwarts. Is a is a wizarding school located in in it's supposed to be in Scotland, which is technically Great Britain. Right. So she wanted to keep it, yeah, a British story, a British movie, a British everything. That's the premise, and, man. That's the premise. And yeah. I, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Can I ask you a question? Is the was it a set, Bruno, or is it an actual castle they built? Like I, I keep seeing advertisements to visit Hogwarts. Is it in Scotland? I don't know. I'm tripping. Um, no, over. I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure it's a set. It's a set, right? They didn't like build like. The There's some places that I think that that might be real, right? But like, I don't. I think Hogwarts is just it's like CGI and stuff. No, no, it's set. fictional. But but you know, for the movie, sometimes they'll but they won't build it like extravagantly. They, they'll probably model build it off like a genuine castle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set, yeah. Right? No, 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 no. They can't. That's way too much. Yeah, because I know with Titanic, yeah. right? They built like the skeleton of it, 
um, which is why it looks so real. Uh, and it yeah, because the Titanic people. really existed. Yeah, but I'm saying with movies you know? like with 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 the uh, with Hogwarts, right? I'm saying in movies sometimes they build like the skeleton, whether it's to scale or like a miniature. Oh yeah. yes, yeah, they yeah. I have seen that they had like miniature ones, and then they used right. that for like right the, right those to, to show like shots. yeah because my again, sister saw that at the right at the, at some Harry Potter thing in London. There you go. It was like the, like a Warner Brothers thing in London. And it like they had movie props and everything. Oh man, I would love that's your next trip. But the (laughs) thing is, to go to what am I gonna go do in London? I I don't want to go see any of the Premier League teams. The weather's shit, the food is shit. I have no reason (laughs) to go there other than to go see Harry Potter. What's funny, you just described it. You just described, except my, minus the Premier League, but what my mom described, uh, <laughs> she did, she still could not uh, go back with between the food and the landscape. She was like, it's, it's whatever. Uh, my dad was a, was a fan of it, but that's hilarious. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I, I really enjoyed that, like um, that aspect. You know, when I think of video games too, like there's, I can't help with my imagination, think of properties that they haven't really adapted to video games, uh, like the medium. Are there any video games you can think of that they should be... Um, looking to adopt like in terms of i don't know stories that haven't been made their transition uh to video games or would be fun to play so you're talking about like movies like becoming video games yeah like like, like other you, ones like for me like i would love to have like an iron man spider-man version of a video game like open world well they do have a spider-man open world no no, no i'm saying an iron man version like oh like, imagine, like the spider-man one yeah, yeah but imagine being iron man but picking cool. different suits and like customizing the, the weapons and like i thought that would be sick it would be yeah but there's no problem and they, could, and they could get a robert downey jr to do the voice acting yeah it might cost them 400 million but you know they got the budget <laughs> did you um, remember? No, they have the budget <laughs> you remember that Disney story slash marvel doesn't yeah. have a budget Oh, fuck. they've got a budget. <laughs> no, but the, what's, what's that? You need a check for eight hundred million. Yeah, can you can you take nine hundred instead? <laughs> we'll just write it off. That's what they tell. We'll just write it. Off. Yeah, we'll just treat that as an expense. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, no, a game that I would like to see in like from a movie into a game. Yeah. Honestly, it's they they've done it, but they never made a good one. And they need a good action RPG Lord of the Rings game. Other than like Shadow of Shadow of Mordor, I was gonna say of Middle Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. They're mediocre. They're eh. they're fun. Like you can the combat's fun. Yeah, chop orcs head off here, chop goblin head there, (laughs) and you but it was like whatever. I want to get lost in Middle Earth, man. Right. I, I want to be a Jedi. If I don't want, I, I mean a Jedi. I want to be a wizard, or right. if I don't want to be a wizard, I want to be an elf. Um, I want to, you know, like I don't know, man. I would love to see. A, well, like, like The Witcher, a, right? You, Middle Earth game. RPG action game, adventure game, or you're all in. Yeah, like puzzles to solve, secrets to find. Go look in this map. Fight here. I don't know, man. Think of something. They can do it, man. I don't know. Yeah. I feel it coming. Not up to me, though. (laughs) Yeah. I feel with the advent of, like, you know, the Unreal Engine, like, the the way... Yes, that Unreal Engine, man. Yeah. I'm saying, like, a lot of video games, like, I believe, like, with today, you know how, like, content's saturated? Like, there's so much. Like, they're they're adapting and expanding, like, all these universes and stories. Like, who would have thought there'd be a Lord of the Rings series, right? Television series. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, another, Daniel, another good game that is originally a movie. Yeah. Surprisingly, Mad Max on PS4. If you haven't played that, oh. it's a fun video game. Really? Yes. But again, it's, it's a not... very fun video game. Really? Is it ra- like racing, or is it like an RPG? It's it's an action adventure game. Combat is okay. solid. It's ha- mostly like a, it's like hand an Uncharted kind of thing. It's a, yeah. It. Somewhat. More or less, not really, but uh, look into it. It's yeah, I'm looking at the you, photos right if, now. Yeah, if you want to play it, I'm pretty sure it's cheap on PlayStation. Yeah, on yeah, hundred percent. I'll look into it. But it's a it's a good game. Uh, you can customize your your car, and there's there's vehicle combat, which is fun as hell. Yeah, and from what I remember, you can shoot like harpoons at things, and then like 
pull stuff down with like that's awesome. your car and stuff. Pretty cool. Reminds me of Horizon. Yo, but that's honestly, sick. Man, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think of another yeah. video game that I would like to play that's from a, that's originally a movie idea. But I wouldn't mind a honestly, Daniel. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a Westeros style mm. open world RPG game. That would like like even Westeros and Essos, like all of that world, all of the Game of Thrones world, because there's two continents, right? That's so rich in content. That would be and, and yes, no, hey Daniel, you know George R. R. Martin. Yeah. He helped create Elden Ring. He made up the map. He made up the story. Oh. He made up the lore in that game. Oh, and wow. it's, it, it got game of the year. Oh, wow. That's right. Elden Ring. Elden so Ring. if they were, if he were to get his creative skills and, a, and make a video game adaptation of his own world, right? It would be, it would be, it would be flame. It would be 10 out of 10, man. He's just got to stop renovating that basement. He keeps saying he hasn't finished the novels because he's renovating his house. Um, No, he's a funny guy. But uh, definitely, yeah, all it needs is that dedication, right? All you got to do is apply yourself. And these these individuals, yeah, like I'm looking it up right now, Elden Ring. I had no idea he was responsible uh, for the world building. He was one of the executive writers. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. you didn't know that about Elden Ring? No, well, you know me, right? Like when it comes to video games, I'm not to level of you, but I, yeah. I knew about the game. I just didn't really like look into it because it's not something I would play. But I didn't know. Yeah, you re- Elden Ring is very good. It's just super difficult. If yeah, you ever play I it. believe it. Yeah. Did you like beat it? Like play it? No, I oh. have it, but I haven't beaten it. It's it's a tough game, man. Like it's not a casual game. And I've become a little bit of a casual gamer. Right. Like I play light, lighthearted games, you know, games that I can pause and you know, I don't, I don't like to play too much online games other than FIFA. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. it. Because it sucks you in, like you said. Then you become a washed-up fucking hermit. <laughs> yeah, no, FIFA is full draining, <laughs> and it's, but also it's so fun. Like when you score and you win, you come back from a six-goal deficit and end up winning seven-six, and then it's fulfilling. You feel like yeah. you feel like you won the World Cup. You know, and yeah. But I'm happy. Not, what I'm happy about EA Sports is they patched the whole uh, rage quitting. Because I remember for no, the longest time. They, Daniel, they no? did. Well, you still uh, you still don't get points? No. Oh. So, Daniel, that's actually funny you mentioned that. Because <laughs> I've been noticing on FIFA Ultimate Team, and I hear people, like, voice right. their opinions and, like, like their, like, unhappiness with EA about it. Okay. Is, so, if you're playing FIFA Ultimate Team, and you're playing a guy who might be kicking your ass or someone who's kicking your ass, maybe like one nothing or whatever or, mm. or two nothing, you tie it up 2-2 two, two near the end of the game. If that other, if the, if you or the other person quits, still the game ends in a draw. And if like, um, it happens a lot. If you're, Bullshit. if you end up kicking, if you end up beating someone like two, three, nothing, and they yeah. don't catch up, like they can quit. You still get your points, but the thing is, like, you can still quit. You People still rage quit is what I'm saying because you thought that there was no rage quit, but no, there but is most definitely rage quitting still. What I'm it's saying is very, they protect very you, prominent. But they protect your status online in the sense that you still get the points and the rewards, no? That you won? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's uh, reduced. Oh, so it's not like... So me and you were playing, right? And I it's went not like whole- you com- completing a game fully. Oh, I'm man, pretty that's sure. So stupid. Yeah, because they blame it on the internet because they can't prove it. They don't know if it was an internet connection or something. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah I, hate, I hate that. That's why I don't play online as much because there's a lot of that where it's online I'll... and it's full of sweaty, nervous people who yeah sometimes even like ex- use exploits in the game and like they'll score using like a kickoff glitch and they exist. Yeah, there's glitches in FIFA that people can exploit to get an upper hand on someone, and it's unbelievably frustrating, man, to play that game. But like I said, rewarding as well. Nothing beats man Modern Warfare Two. I don't know about you, but 2009 edition. That, uh, those were the good times. Those man. were the good times. Even the original. Jesus man. I, Christ, reincarnated. Bro, I laugh. I laugh. About I, it. I think you find that funnier than I do, and I made that joke. What's fun? The reason why I find it 
um funnier is because obviously it was coming from <laughs> you, but the fact that to my mom uh, no but like yeah you said yeah you, the way you were talking to your mom was hilarious because like she would just be walking by innocently like going to the kitchen and you'd be like what? and then you're like yelling at her like are you scared? <laughs> and she's like, do you know what's happening tomorrow? No, no one gives a shit. You're like, Modern Warfare 2 is being, no, Jesus is reincarnating yourself into a disc. And even me, stupid enough, would be like, really? And you're like, yes, <laughs> it's a Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> bro, I'm that game, so talk about, lame, bro. Talk about oh like turning God. people into washed up hermit versions or whatever the fuck you said. Like, <laughs> that game confined yeah. me to my bedroom, bro. It affected my grades in high school. <laughs> like i was like committed bro bro do you remember after school we would go to your house and then we do a session an hour and then be like okay thanks for the practice run i'm gonna go home and like kill it and bro everybody was (laughs) online all our friends those are the days i'm just looking at it now like reminiscing um that's what video games does to you right like it it creates like we grew up with them man when we were kids so it's still something that's not like nostalgic to us as adults man we just grew up with it man and I know, I know it says like, I know they say no. like, oh, that's because it's nostalgic, but I, let me ask you something. Like, do you feel like video games, like as, as much as they're captivating and beautiful now um, and, and they're limitless in a way, I don't know, like they're missing a little bit of a charm from back then, or am I just being nostalgic or sentimental? No, Daniel, you are correct. I am correct. There, yeah. there is, there is a charm that games had when we were like, you know, younger youths. Yeah. As opposed to the games are still good now, but of the course. charm of right? the games from when you, you know, when you, you know, like you're bullying. playing at home, you're not. Oh, that's a fun game, man. I wish they made a sequel about, to that. But you can never make a game like that now because it's just like no, between the society. And, you know. It's yeah, it'd be a controversial game, but yeah, that game. So you know, to kind of not, not justify the games title like bully or whatever right but at the ultimately spoiler alert that game is a is a is a school full of bullies and you as a new student who are immediately succumbed to the bullying and rampant bullying and like injustice within the school yeah like stemming from like you know the the headmaster of the school going down to the teachers and prefects all the staff members and students in that that video game are bizarre like sociopaths of course and they try to basically take like the different you know like cliques inside the school have uh different controls over different parts of the school and you basically bully the bullies to stop the bullying that's what that's what happens at the end of the game so yeah the game's called bullying but i mean the game's called bully but you bully the bullies to end the bullying at bullworth academy which is the name of the school and it's made by rockstar it's a light-hearted grand theft auto there's no killing and all that kind of stuff it's just a fist game and it's a fun game the character jimmy hopkins good character yep you know he's a he's a troubled youth but he's, you know, he's got, he's got some honor, and uh, he lets people know what's good at his time at that school, and yeah. it's a fun game to play. So speaking Still of, fun, and it's yeah. PlayStation Two days. I know, man. Man, PlayStation Two was a whole different, was a different animal. Like, not even PlayStation Three could come close. Um, it's just the games, the, the the assortment of games, like, and everyone, everything being fun. I don't know if I was just a kid, but like the Spongebob game. And then like I was mentioning earlier, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Like they just pulled, they just made video games like like all these different kind of uh, yeah. franchises like Jack and Daniel, Max Revenge of the Sith on PlayStation 2. Do you remember that? Did we That's play that? Me and you I think we did briefly play. Yeah, we used to come over sometimes. We really multi, like we could play uh, multiplayer like uh, us two. I like split screen. That was hilarious. Jedi like, versus Jedi. Oh, yeah. that was so fun. We man. were right. Yeah. And it was like, such a slept on game mode in that game. <laughs> it was the movie adaptation of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The store the game was trash. Yeah. But the, the <laughs> second the second the, the the two player option was fire. Yeah. The the what I'm saying. And like, I feel like that was unintentional by the game studio. They probably wanted the main story to be good. Yeah. And then no, like for me, like the story, um, the story that that I loved the most was um, FIFA World Cup. You know, two thousand six. You know that video game. Oh, like man. because the reason yeah. why I bring this up is because you remember um, we would play FIFA together. You we were first introduced uh, in high school to FIFA eleven, 
and yeah. I was like, and I was trying to keep up with you guys. I was like playing video games with you guys, and I was like, yo, I keep getting slapped like 11-0. And I'm like, I kept reminiscing. I'm like, nah, but when I, you should have seen me when I was playing FIFA with Couple of Six. And you like brushed me off. You're like, yeah, everybody killed it in that game. Everyone was OP. And it was true. When I played that, I used to be like France with Canada, like fucking slapping 10-0. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, was I'm pretty sure speed. I won the World Cup with like Jordan or something in FIFA World Cup. Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But um, no, man. So uh, I know we talked about a lot about the past and uh, video games, and now yeah. now it's time to talk about the future. And one particularly, again, Star Wars um, Jedi Survivor. This yes. is the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Finally. Fall in Order. Yo, oh. so first off, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> first off, what uh, what is making you most excited about this video game? And is is there any insights you could share with the audience that we might not know? Well, from what I know, Cal Kestis, it's you know, it's a few years after Jedi uh, All in Order. Okay, you know, he's a more established and more confident Jedi Knight, right? You know, he was obviously made a Jedi Knight at the end of the first one by uh, that character. Oh, my goodness. What's her name now? I'm bad with the names. But she's she she's a Jedi master. Mm-hmm. She was the Jedi of the villain that you fight in the end. She was the master of the villain that you fight in the end of the first one. Spoiler alert. Right. But, yeah, and there's also new... They're introducing new... Uh, new fighting stances for the lightsaber. And I believe that there's four. There's obviously, you know, the, the one two handed lightsaber. Oh, interesting. And they have, they have the, the dual wield, the, you know, like the one like Darth Maul uses. Okay. They also have dual wield so that you can use it in half, like Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. That. Okay. And they also have um, a sta- uh, lightsaber, like, like a staff saber. Oh. So it's like a long, like, like great sword kind of lightsaber, like Kylo Ren's. So the attacks are heavier, right. but the damage is higher, and you move slower with that weapon as well. So okay. you gotta be careful with your parries, be careful with your blocks, and time your hits accordingly. You know, you you can't just swing, 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 swing because it moves too slow, and you well, like get you were interrupted telling me, with yeah. attacks. But we used to tell so yeah. it's gonna add a new element of uh, difficulty to the combat. And, you know, that's definitely going to be a game I'm going to be playing on the hard difficulty when I first I know start, you, yeah. It just, something... makes it, it just makes it more fun, man. Of course. Because when you, when you start to get into the swing of things, no pun yeah. intended, yeah, yeah. you eventually start to get, you grasp the, you know, the, the combat of the game. You know, the controls are pretty intuitive, I feel, in right. the Jedi Survivor games and Fallen Order. So... I know the game will control well, and I'm just excited to play it, man. Honestly, I Bro, just I'm so see excited. what happens. Yeah. I want to know Cal's story. I want to know what's where it's going. I want to know how much of an impact he has on you know the survival of the Jedi way, and like, and hopefully he makes an appearance in a show one of these days, man. Like, I'd love to see. Yeah, it. like the actor, actor, like people forget. Life. I can't remember his name. Uh, Ian. No, that's from his Shameless character. What is his name? Yeah, and I know he's in Shameless, yeah. but I just can't remember his name. But I think he's a good actor, and I think he sells the character of Cal perfectly. And, you know, he's a good-looking guy. And, like, I think he is a he lovable character. Yeah, and he might pop up. And he has to. Yeah, there has to be. They have to yeah. tie it in, man. Because Disney that, wants that, to show that's, that it's that's all fan a service, bro. That's yeah. fan yeah. service. Yeah. And I know they go for that kind of stuff. And the so thing is, they... yeah. Sorry, I just want to interject. The thing is, is like with the character, yeah, no. like, um, he's he's modeled he's modeled off of a real life guy. Like, it's not like you yeah. have a situation like Ellie is played by like a thirty year old woman, right? That they can't really yeah. like, make a cameo in the middle, which they you know. But what I'm saying is, um, with the Jedi character, um, like Cal Kestis, like they can easily he's modeled after a, a real life actor, like motion capture. So it's like, yeah, dyes hair orange and let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> um no i i could see it i foresee it happening and um yeah. definitely got to improve on that pairing skill um i know 
you warned me, man. I have to give you credit for that. Like you, I was very like stubborn about it. Like, nah, yeah, don't worry, whatever. And fuck, I got my ass handed to me. That game took me a while to the point where, you know, when you're playing a video game, you keep dying and you're like, hey, what's the point of playing? Like you kind of like, there's no fun to it. Um, it took a yes. while for me to, do you know what I mean? Like it took a while. Uh, Last of Us was like that actually. Like if I didn't stick with it, I actually would have like just wrapped it up. I know a lot of friends, they love the storytelling, but they said curve, it's so hard. Man. Yeah, there's a learning curve. There's a learning saying, curve. You got to stick with it. It's one of those games where you can't play that and then FIFA on the side. It's like you have to dedicate some time, learn the ropes. And commit to skillful. it. Yeah, commit to it. And then you can like dabble in here and there. Uh, Like Horizon was like that. Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Holy shit. Like I didn't play this, and I believe you, even though I haven't played it. I yeah. believe oh, you, one hundred percent, Bruno. Like, upgrade your weapons, <laughs> upgrade your skills. Don't be ignorant. Do side missions. Like, you have to do that shit. Like, people think I know there's an underwater aspect to that game. Oh yeah, which I would beautiful. really like it's to really see. Cool. See, I love that shit. Like, I love I love worlds where it's like um, post apocalyptic, like remnants of the past um so like it's like spooky like uh, it's kind of like a grim reality um like you see yeah, it's like, a remnants of the past but in the future kind of way it's sick. yeah it's san francisco um like the san francisco bridge for example it's just eerie there's like an eerie quality to it but the original uh just to go uh, sidetrack here the original was a beautiful game for me because it was one, one of the first games where I didn't read up on it. I didn't like research it. Like it was a ghost of Tsushima. So you went in it. blind. You went, yeah, in, went blind. in blind. So bro, like the story when it unfolded and it was like, and then Aloy figure realizes, cause even you as a, as a, as you're playing the game, you're like, what is this world? Like machines are running the earth. Like what the hell? And then you're like, it's like one of those planet of the apes type situations. Like, Oh my God, I was home the whole time. Like it's earth. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, I don't know why I didn't see it coming. And it was like, it was like a crazy, uh, crazy twist. And uh, it made more sense. Um, like they explain it that, that the game's really rich and complex like you have to it's, it's rewatchable like you have to go back and like kind of um, understand what they're saying but I kind of got the gist of it and that's what it is man it's like playing these games that it, it's amazing what I'm saying it's amazing how games have transcended uh, storytelling right like you were explaining earlier about how there's films and uh, television series but then there's like video games that actually allow you to immerse yourself and it's not just like 2D platform games anymore this is like open world you know investigative um you know exploratory based and yeah i just yeah uh, do what you will in the game yeah exactly and like the rewards are there now again people might argue yeah but it's just a video game and it's like yeah but it, it's entertainment right it's just like a movie right why do we watch it it's to get it's to get something out of it right it's to feel moved and i will argue to this day like video games have that capability the last of us part two bruno uh i'm not kidding you i played that video game like it was a movie like I was on the edge of my fucking bed. Like when the cutscenes came up, Last of Us. Oh. when the cutscenes came up, bro, because I didn't know where the where the direction of the story was going. I was like, "What's going on?" You know what I mean? What's happening? Yeah, bro. Last of, did you like Last of Us two? I did. I, I enjoyed 1? it. I I enjoy. I I still. Uh, they both have their good thing, good qualities. You know what I mean? Honestly, it's not like yeah, I, I like. Daniel, Last of Us two was, like obviously spoiler alert. You know what happens to Joel. Yeah. I felt like they, man, they did him dirty pretty early on. But people have to understand that that is the nature of what their world has become. Yeah. In that state of emergency. It's authentic to their world. Bro yeah. It's broken. It's unpredictable. It's yeah. unforgiving. Do you know what I mean? It just goes to show, you know, like Joel's simple mistake. Of what he did at the end of the first Last yeah. of Us, where he well driven he by emotion, mistake. Yeah, yes, he saved Ellie, knowing that if he went through with that procedure, the it could have basically cured mankind. Yeah, but he he couldn't bear the fact of losing another daughter figure, daughter like yeah, figure in yeah. his in his life again. Otherwise, it would his world would literally just be completely broken. So he made a selfish decision. But like you can you can empathize with that decision, but at the same time you're like, oh, Joel, man, it's justified. You know? It's justified. This is what and I mean he gets by... his ass handed yeah, to him. <laughs> but this is what I, but this is what I mean gets... by the video games. Yeah. They 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 immerse yourself. They immerse you into the characters. Exactly. Is when it happened at the end of the exactly. first one, I was like, oh shit. But then I was like, yo, this guy like went through the ringer. This guy like saw the Bruh. ugly side of humanity. So it's like, it's not just that she's a daughter-like figure. He was on the ugly side of humanity, Daniel. It's implied that he's done 
like despicable things leading oh, yeah, up 100%. to him even meeting the, Ellie for the first even in time. The TV show. But what I'm saying is yeah. that he he's broken in the sense like he doesn't see humanity having a redeeming quality to it. You know what I mean? Because not only is he Damn. an extension of that, right? I never looked at it like that. No, man. bro, that's how I looked at it. It's like why else? Why but that is a very save nice her, perspective, right? man. Hundred percent. That's why he wanted to save her is because he said there's no point of saving humanity because it'll will always be. It's back. already so far gone. We're always so far gone. But like when his daughter was uh, spoiler alert, when his daughter was killed by that um, officer and he pleaded with him, he's begged for him, like please, like she's not infected, and he just went straight for the kill. The, that, I'm but also you, that officer. You could tell he did. He was reluctant on firing that shot. Oh, of course, I'm pretty sure yeah. he said something in the beginning of the game. I'm pretty sure he's like he's like he's like permission or something to his like commanding officer, and he's just like acknowledge. Like he says it like kind of regrettably that he has to fire uh, Joel's daughter Sarah. Yeah, which is tragic, but it leads it's... to the his the beginning of his incredible adventure. Yo, nice honestly, man, yeah, and this is why I love talking about you with video games, man. It's like, you know, there's just so many ways to interpret it and there's perspectives. And I'm really yeah, excited man. about like the different, the different, uh, you know, products that are going to come out, right? Like different titles. Um, I know they're making like a Wolverine, which is going to be amazing. Like Insomniac. Oh my gosh. So yeah, man. So really excited for that. And um, yeah, man, Bruno, I'm really, really uh, honored to have you on the podcast and uh, sharing your experiences, man, um, with video games and giving you, giving us an insight on uh what this medium can offer us yeah man the pleasure's all mine daniel i hope we can talk more about all this stuff sorry about my camera yeah my my mom was calling me on facetime and no. now my <laughs> camera's getting all messed up yeah 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 it's okay anyway bruno thank you so much for coming on the podcast sharing your insights your uh experiences with video games and uh you know endorsing this uh great storytelling uh medium uh thank you everybody else for listening and we'll talk soon